Let's take our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, please. Isaiah chapter 51. We are not going to be in 1 John as we normally are. We've only got one more message in that little epistle. I'll save it for you. Isaiah 51. You know, Thanksgiving time is my favorite time of the year. And it's my favorite holiday, if there is such thing as a holy day, that's where that little word comes from, I think it's probably the most important to remember, to be thankful, and to know who should occupy that place. And so every year I try to preach a message, and I have for for so many years, before Thanksgiving, about Thanksgiving. And You know, you do that enough times, you do that enough years, and you'd think, well, you'd run out of text to use. But here I find myself again in a new text about Thanksgiving and a new thought that I had not thought of before. And I I want to preach a message on finding Thanksgiving. Finding it. That, That phrase is in our text this morning. Isaiah 51, we'll start reading in verse number 1 together. If you'd look at your copy of the Bible, he says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. If you look at the end of verse 3, he says, Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. They shall be found. You know, I I think if, if we would think about this little phrase about finding these things of joy and gladness and thanksgiving and a, and melody in our hearts, you know, usually you don't find things that you don't look for. And that's what I want to preach to you this morning about finding thanksgiving and how am I going to find thanksgiving in my life. And you probably will not if you don't look for it. And I want to go looking for thanksgiving in this chapter. And I'll say this about looking for thanksgiving. I, I don't know, maybe some of you parents have had, had this, uh, or, or maybe some of you wives that have a husband that, that loses things a lot. Have you ever had somebody say, you know, where's my keys or where's my this or where's that? And, uh, and then the answer is, well, did you look for it? Well, no. You know what the problem is? A lot of times we expect other people to go looking for the things that we need to find. Instead of me going, how many times have I lost something? My wife found it for me because she's a better looker than me. That's just true. I mean, sometimes things can be right in front of my face and I'll just, I'll just look over it. I, I, I won't even tell you what I lost. I lost something so, so very important one time 
And I, I took apart everything. I was on a trip. I took apart all my luggage. I, I, I took the, the motel I was staying upside down. I couldn't find what I really needed to find. And, and I just I, I threw up my hands. I prayed. I started asking other people to pray. And, and I got back home. And I, I had to, I had to it, it affected my life, what I lost. Well, I'll just tell you. I lost my license. I lost my credit cards. I lost everything. Anybody feel me right there? You understand <laughs> I lost everything. So I had to go through the process of getting another license, getting new, cancel my credit. What a pain. And then about a month later, <laughs> didn't it always happen like that? I opened the same stinking bag <laughs> that I had gone through. And right there it was. It's just impossible. I didn't look hard enough I looked casually I glanced over it you know why we don't find some things we're not looking very good and so if you're going to have a thankful heart if you're going to find thanksgiving you need to be a good looker you need to go find it. Don't expect somebody, don't expect God just to take Thanksgiving and throw it down in your heart. You've got to go find it. Don't expect your friends, your relatives, or, or circumstances to find thanks for you. You need to go looking for it. He says that joy and gladness and thanksgiving and melody was found. And I really don't know today if it will be found if you don't look for it. So let's look in our chapter and see if we can find thanksgiving. Verse number one. I thought I was going to have to develop this and find my own points for it. But then God just said, you know, your points are not that good. Let me show you my points. So if I want to find it, then I have to go look for it. Look at verse 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. What's the next word? Look where? Unto the rock whence ye are hewn. I believe that if I look, to the rock whence I'm hewn, that I'll probably find joy and gladness and thanksgiving and a melody. I've got to go looking. Here's the problem. Some people go looking for joy and they go looking for gladness. Listen to me now. This is a preacher this morning. They go looking for those things, but they can't find those things. When God says, if you want to find thanksgiving in your life, if you want to find joy and gladness in your life, don't go looking for those things. Go look to a rock. Isn't that profound? Well, look under the rock from what? Yeah. Rock of ages. That's cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. God is our rock, the Bible says. Our rock is not as their rock. We have a rock. That rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. Jesus is our rock. God is our rock. I, I, I would have to spend half the day going through all the verses that tell us about God being our rock and being our fortress. And we are hewn out of Him. We get our life from Him. You know, if you want to find Thanksgiving, you know what you need to look for? You need to look for God. You need to look at God. 
You need to consider Him. You need to wrap your life in Him. If you'll find His presence, you know what I really believe? If you'll find God, you know what you'll find? You'll find thanksgiving. If you'll find God, you'll find joy and you'll find gladness. The absence, listen, listen church, the absence of God in our lives and the absence of seeking the Lord in our lives and in our society is the reason for the lack of thanks and the lack of joy and the lack of gladness. We're not looking in the right places. We're looking everywhere and it's right in front of our eyes and it's God and if I'll just find Him. Look at our verse again. Look at that verse. Verse 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that, what's this phrase? Ye that what? Ye that seek, what? The Lord. You know what we seek, guys? We seek happiness and we seek the absence of problems. And God's telling us we need to seek the Lord. And when we find Him, we'll find thanksgiving. If God fills our lives, thanksgiving comes out. I can always spot somebody that's far away from God. They're they're not thankful. They're always complaining. It's because they've not found the Lord. They're not seeking God. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He's... You know what He says? He said, seek me. And He says, you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. What are you seeking after? What are you looking for? You say, well, I'm looking for a good life in the absence of my problems. You'll never find that. But if you'll seek God, if you'll go looking for God, you know what you'll find? You'll find thanksgiving. You know, when you, when you think about this, I, I know dealing with people, this is the way it is. Here I have a husband... And all that he can see in his wife is bad. I'll do, I'll do a little counseling this morning. Is that all right? Here's a husband. All he can see in his wife is bad. And here's a wife. And all she can see in her husband is bad. And here's some parents. And all they can see in their child is bad. And here are some children. And all they can see in their parents are faults and failures. And here's a Christian, and, and they're in church, but all they can see about their brothers and sisters in Christ are their shortcomings and their failures. Here's a person with a wonderful life, but all they can see about their life is what's not right and what's messed up and what's broken and what's hard and harsh. And here's an individual that has God as their God, but all they can see about God is that maybe he's not unfair, or maybe he didn't come through when, when they wanted him to come through, or he didn't do things. Here's what I'm telling you. So many times we find things that we're looking for. How about you looking for something positive in your wife? But no, no, no. Go, go looking for something positive. Why don't you go looking for something positive in your husband? Go try to find something that's positive. And I tell you what, if you can't, you need to come to the altar. Why don't you find something positive? Go looking for something positive in your young person or in your child. 
Why don't you find something positive? Go looking for something positive in your brothers and sisters in Christ, in the church of the living God. Why don't you look for something good that God's done in your life? I'm telling you, we're not thankful like we should be. And we don't have joy and glad like we should because we're looking for the wrong things. When we look at God and our viewpoint of God, we're looking at all the, all the times that the prayers that didn't get answered or the things that didn't go our way. And we're not looking. I tell you what, you find what you're looking for. There's nobody in here, if you searched hard enough, that couldn't find something wrong with everybody in this building. But you know what it takes? It takes somebody with a disciplined heart to find something right about everything in this building and everybody in this building. And this is what I'll tell you about God. If you, if you find God, if you look, look at God long and hard enough, you know what you'll find? You'll find that He's wonderful. You'll find that he's a counselor, that he's the mighty God. You'll find that he, as they sang, that he's that rose of Sharon. If you'll just look to him, I'm telling you, our lives are consumed with looking at the world and the brokenness of the world. And God doesn't want you looking at the world. He's wanting you to look at him. God's not wanting you to look at what's wrong. He's wanting you to look at, at what, what he is above. Seek me. And if you'll seek me, if you'll look under the rock, you may just find thanksgiving and joy and gladness and melody. As a teenager, I remember them causing us to sing that little song, you know, about in my heart. He says, you'll find melody, the voice of melody. I have a song that Jesus saved me. In my heart there rings a melody. I remember another little one. I just keep trusting my Lord. Remember that one? What are you looking for? You're looking for God? You want Thanksgiving in your life? You better find God. You know what I've noticed about people? Listen, I, I can't get a, I don't know if I'll ever finish this message this morning. I'm looking at my notes and I'm, I'm like on the second line. <laughs> But I've noticed watching people, they're not looking for God. I'm looking for my life to be good. I'm looking for another person in my life. I'm looking for a better job. I'm looking for my health to be better. I'm looking for this problem to be removed. But I'm not seeking God. I'm not looking for... Where are you in this God? You know what happened with Job? When he quit looking for the answers to his problems and when he found God, you know what he found? He found joy and gladness and thanksgiving and blessing. But as long as he was looking for the answer to his problems, he never found them. But all of a sudden when God showed up, then the perspective of everything in his life changed. Wouldn't it be good if God would just show up in our lives? Are you looking for him? You say, yeah, preacher. Yep, about like I was doing in my bag. Are you really looking for him? You tearing everything upside down to try to find God and his presence in your life? Thankfulness is born out of God filling our lives. That melodious song, that 
joy and gladness as we look unto the rock once you're here. That great thing about the rock, you know, have you studied what, what the children of Israel got out of that rock? They got water out of that rock. But you know, they didn't just get water out of that rock. You know what else she said in that, in that Bible? They got honey out of the rock. You don't hear that preached much. There's a hymn about that. There's honey in the rock, my brother. There's honey in the rock for you. How many of you heard that song? About half of you. You know what you can find from the rock, from God, your rock? If you'll find him, you know, you'll find honey out of that rock. You'll find water for your soul. You know what else was in that rock? He said he gave them oil out of the flinty rock. He, he gave them water out of the rock. He gave them honey out of the rock. He gave them oil out of the rock. I can't explain all that and I can't tell you all about that. But I believe that everything they needed was found in that rock. And everything you need this morning is found in the rock. If you go looking for the rock, you'll find a whole lot more than you think. You'll find some thanksgiving. He says in Isaiah 51 about if you'll find that rock from whence you're hewn. Look at verse number 9. He, he starts talking about all the things we can find in God. He said in Isaiah 51 in verse number 9, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days and the generations of old. Art thou not it that hath cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? You know, you, what you'll find, if you'll really find God, you'll find one that's strong enough, that's got a strong enough arm to have victory over the dragon. Hey, guys, we win! No matter how defeated or discouraged you, if you're saved by the grace of God, God's already won! The dragon is defeated. And forever and ever I will live in the victory that God wrought over the dragon by his mighty arm. You've got a strong God. Quit, quit, quit trying to see how little he is and see how big he is. Not only is he has an arm strong enough to have victory over the dragon. Look at verse 10. Art thou not it which hath dried the sea, the waters of the great deep that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over. He's so powerful and so strong, he can dry the sea. In verse 15, he says, But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. What is he trying to say? He's trying to show you who he is. He's strong enough to defeat the dragon. He's strong enough to dry the sea. He's strong enough to divide the sea. Look at verse 13. Watch it, watch it. And forgettest the Lord thy maker. That hath stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. And hast feared continually every day because of the fear of the oppressor as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? He says, are you forgetting God and all you're thinking about is, is what you're afraid of. And, and those that oppress you and things that are destroyed. Have you forgotten God? God is so powerful. He, he made you. He created you. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He stretched it out. We, we have got such a powerful God. And he's saying, why don't you find me? Instead of forgetting me. You know what happens when you forget God? You quit being thankful. We have a nation that has forgotten God. That's why they're never satisfied. They're never content. They're just complaining. And, and the riots haven't stopped. And, and, the, and the distractions aren't going to stop. They're going to get worse and worse and worse. You know why? Because you take God out of your life and you forget God in your heart and in your life. There is no joy. There is no gladness. There is no melody in your heart. And there is no thanksgiving. 
no matter how many days off of work you get and how many holidays that you stamp the word thanksgiving on, without God there is no thanksgiving. You won't find it. Don't forget the Lord. Oh, all we can remember and recall in our minds are our problems. And the terribleness of sin in our society. And God says, have you forgotten me? Why don't you, why don't you look for me? Well, the first thing I see this morning is if you want to find Thanksgiving, you'll find it in God, looking for God. The second thing I see, would you look at verse 1 again? Not getting very far today. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn. And, not just to the rock, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. <laughs> I read that and boy, my heart just began to be full as I thought, okay, I can find thanksgiving if I look upon my past I will find thanksgiving not just in God. I'll find it in my past in thinking about the hole of the pit that God dug me out of. Isn't that what he said over there in Psalm 41? Lord, you brought me up out of a horrible pit. You established my goings and you set my feet on a a rock. You know what he said? And you put a new song in my heart. Even pray. In other words, when he got up out of the pit, he found a melody. He found a song. He found joy and gladness and thanksgiving. When he recalled to mind how God brought him out of the pit. If you are saved by the grace of God this morning, God had to dig you out of a hole. Your sins covered you. Death swallowed you up. Hell was in what was had you in bondage. You're buried. It's like a, a dead man or a live man buried. He couldn't get out. And God had to, by His grace and His mercy and by His blood, dig us all out of a hole and get us out of the pit. Oh, if I look where I came from, show me, Lord, where you brought me from and where I could have been. And then you know what I'll do? I'll say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I'm still not buried under my sin. Thank you, Lord, that you got me out of a pit. Look, he talks about that pit again. Look at verse 14. Isaiah 51, 14. The captive exile hasteneth that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. Why are we not more thankful? We've forgotten about where God got us out of. We were as good as dead. We were in the fire. We were in the pit and by God's salvation. He got me out of a pit. By the way, that occurs three times in this chapter. Look at verse 5. My righteousness is near. My what? Salvation is gone forth. Look at verse number 6 at the end of the verse. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Look at verse number 8. End of the verse. My salvation 
from generation to generation. You know what I'm telling you this morning? If you look back at your past, and if you look back at your salvation, he says in verse number 10, he made a way for the ransom to pass over. He said in verse 11, therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. If we would consider that God not only dug us out of the pit, but he ransomed our soul. He redeemed our soul. He paid for all of our wages. And I'm free in Jesus. And my debt is gone. I'm a part of His redeemed, His ransomed ones. And I used to be in a pit. Thank you, Lord. You know why people complain? Either either you're not saved or you forgot about it. You know why people aren't thankful? Either you're not saved or you forgot about it. The reason we don't have a voice of melody and joy and glad, you know why? Either you're not saved or you just forgot all about it. And you, you've got your, you're not looking for the right thing. If you go looking at the salvation where God brought you from in the past, that all will come out of your life. Some of us have gotten over being saved. It's no longer joyful. It's no longer special. It's no longer meaningful. I don't ever want to get over the fact that I'm saved. I'm saved. Yes, but this is wrong and that's wrong and this is a heartache and this is trouble down. Yes, but I'm saved. I got out of that car last week and I said, man, what an expensive deer. Then I started looking how all that thing happened. But I'm saved. Not only my soul saved, my life is saved. How much does God save us? Why don't, why don't we have some thanks? Yeah, but my car. You know what? I tell you what, God help me. I'm not thinking about the car. That's, that's an expense. I'm still carless. But you know what? I'm saved. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I tell you one thing I'm saved. And I'm saved forever. His salvation is from generation to generation. Just like my grandpa was saved. My grandma was saved. Amen. And people have been saved. With the, I'm saved just like that. Amen. And it's forever. And I'm thankful. And I've got joy. And I've got gladness. And I've got a melody. Because when we find our past, when we look at our past and we look at our salvation, we find thanksgiving. Some of you forgot where you used to be. Now, there's some of you got saved a child, you know, and you, you, you didn't have much to, to remember. But there's some people in here, you know exactly where you came from. And it's a miracle you are sitting in a church in November on Sunday morning looking like a decent person. And whatever's going on in your life, if you look back at the past and see how God dug you out. He dug you out of the pit. And he pulled you up. It's just going to be thanks. I say you have to find thanksgiving and you'll find it in your God and you'll find it in your past. If you're saved. You'll find it somewhere else. Would you look at the next verse, verse number two? What's the first word of verse two? Guys, this isn't a coincidence. I didn't put this mess together. This is just in the Bible. 
He said, you know what you need to find? You need to find thanksgiving. You need to find joy and glad. You need to find a million heart. But you've got to look for it in the right place. First place you've got to look, you've got to look to me. The second thing, you've got to look at your past. And the third thing you've got to look at, he says, look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Now, th- this had great meaning for the children of Israel. These Jewish people, man, as bad as they're like it, yes, but I'm a child of Abraham, and I'm a ch- I am a child of a special family that God has blessed and God has increased. Oh, what a heritage the Jewish people have. The privilege of being in that family of Abraham. But you know what happened? That sort of went to their head. And when Jesus came, they started, you know, they, they started bragging about that. And this, I love what Jesus says to them. He says, hey guys, listen, God is able of these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Just like God brought a new family out of a heathen man, if God wanted to, he could bring a family out of a bunch of rocks. I believe that, by the way. Amen. If God can make animals jump out of the ground, He can make people jump out of rocks. He said, you you can brag all you want about being Abraham's children, but I can get children to Abraham out of the rocks, out of the stones. You know what I tell you? He did. You know what He says over there? He says in Romans chapter 5 about our father Abraham that we have the same faith as Abraham he believed God it was counted him for righteous we believe God is counted to us for righteous and he says don't ever forget it in Galatians he tells us in Galatians chapter 3 verse 7 know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. You know what I was? I was just a rock, a dead rock. You can't get much deader than a rock. I know people have them for pets, but they don't talk. But God can make them talk. He said that too. He may do that in the millennium or at the judgment, just have the rocks talk. He said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. I believe that. Thank God for those children running around. People got, would have got real scared if the rock started screaming, Hallelujah, glory to God. God's going to get praise if the rocks have to do it. I want to be better than a rock. But you know what? I was just as dead as a rock before the Lord saved me. And when I put faith in Him, I became a child of Abraham. You know what? I got a wonderful family. You know where you'll find Thanksgiving? Go, go, look, look, go look at your family. So preacher, I got I got family problems. You got a bigger family. Hey guys, I thank God for my I had great grandparents. I had great parents. I've had great in-laws and great grand in-laws or whatever that is. What a blessing. I got a I've got a wonderful family. I thank God for my wife and my children. But guys, there's some people around this world, they don't, have no, they don't have a family at all. They're an orphan. You know what God says? Your father and mother forsake you, I'll take you up. You can be a part of my family. You know what will help your thanks? 
if you'll remember your family, if you're saved by the grace of God, you're in, a, you're in God's family. Abraham is your father. You're in, you're in the family of blessing, the family of increase. Can't you be thankful for your family? You say, well, you know, they got all these warts and problems. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're not looking at your family right, though. You know what's going to happen to us one day? We are in the family of God. We're going to be all gathered around the throne of God. There's not going to be a blemish one. Because God's not through with us. I want to say I'm thankful for the family of God. I am joyful and glad. It has a song in my heart that I'm a part of his family. And you can find thanksgiving if you find it in the family of God. Look at verse 16. He said at the end of the verse, you see that? Thou art my people. Shouldn't that bring you some thanks? That God is your father, not just Abraham. Look at verse 22. Verse 22, Isaiah 51, 22. Thus saith thy Lord, the Lord, and thy God that pleadeth the cause of his people. Isn't it enough that you're in God's family, that he is your father? That God is your father? Cannot not bring. Maybe you had a terrible father. Maybe you had an abusive father. But if you're saved, God is your father. Won't that bring some thanks in your life? Thanksgiving is something we have to find. We can find it in God, the rock from which we're hewn. We can find it in our past, how God has saved us and dug us out of the hole of a pit. We can find it in our family. Then fourthly, would you look at verse 3, the same verse that talks about finding that thanksgiving. He says, verse number three, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort, comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of Mel. You know why? Because God promises his comfort. You can find thanksgiving in the comfort of God. Notice that this is a promise of comfort that is yet to be fulfilled. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. That is down the road. He will will comfort all her waste places. Look, look at the terrible situation there. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. God says, I know the waste places and I know the wilderness places and I know the desert places. I know how dry and lonely and cold and hard and hurtful and, and, and bankrupt it can be. He said, but this is what I promise you. I, I will comfort you. And I'm going to turn your waste place and your desert and your wilderness like the Garden of Eden. What a promise of God. That He promises to comfort us. He didn't promise to take it away. He promises to comfort us. So that while we're in those places, we have that presence and voice of the Lord. He said in verse 4, Hearken unto me, O ye, my, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a law shall proceed from me. He said, listen, I've got my word that I'm speaking to you, and we, we're comfort together with His words. His words bring that comfort. And they're that rest for a light of the people. They are His law and His light and His comfort from His words. His voice should be a comfort to us, but some of us aren't. We're far away from that voice. Look at verse 5. 
My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people. Watch, watch this phrase. The isle shall wait upon me, and on my arm shall they trust. It is something, it's future. Lord, I'm trusting you to bring comfort in my life. I'm waiting on you to bring comfort. And this is what we're so plagued with in this century. We can't wait on anything. We don't even have patience to wait to grow in the Lord. We have no patience to wait in prayer. We have no patience to wait on the comfort that God's sending. We have no patience to wait on other people to grow or for other people to change. We just have no patience for God to come. He said He's coming. Do we wait for Him? Do we wait for his comfort? Lord, I know it's not here, but I, I'm just going to trust you. That your comfort's coming. I don't have it right now, but I believe it's coming. Where do we find thanksgiving? We'll find it in trusting a God and believing a God that's going to bring us comfort. I know I'm hurting now, but it's not always going to be like this. So I'm going to thank you, and I'm going to have joy that I know one day, amen, you're going to wipe away tears from my eyes. And one of these days, I'm going to be living in the garden of the Lord. I'm going to be living in the garden of Eden, and everything's going to be well. And the temperature's not going to be too hot, and the, and the, and the animals aren't going to bite me, and there's going to be no sickness and pain, and I'm just going to wait on your comfort, and I'm going to trust you till the comfort comes. And with that faith, he'll bring... Thanksgiving in your heart. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk along. I just keep trusting my Lord and He gives a song. Though storm clouds darken the sky or the heavenly trail, I just keep trusting my Lord. He will never fail. He's a faithful friend. Such a faithful friend. I can count on him to the very end. Though clouds darken the sky, I'm on a heavenly trail. So I'm going to just keep trusting my Lord. He'll never fail. You know what you'll find? Listen, guys, listen. The place of unthankfulness is the place of no faith. The place of the lack of joy is the place of no faith. You say, preacher, I can't see it. That's what faith is. I'm not in heaven. I've never seen it, but I believe it. I can't see Jesus. I've never seen Jesus. And all the people that say they have seen Jesus are a bunch of liars. Ain't nobody seen Jesus here, but I believe Him. Sometimes I can't see the end of the thing that God's going to work it out and bring me comfort. But if I'll find that place of faith that the comfort's on His way, I can find thanksgiving. I'll give you the last thing I've done this morning. You've listened very well. Would you look at verse 6? Lift up your eyes. That, that's, that's what I need to do when I, when I lose things. I have to lift up my eyes and go, and go looking for it, you see. 
Look at it. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. And what's the next word? Look. You need to look in the right place. Look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke. And the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever. And my righteousness shall not be abolished. He says this, where you need to look. If you want to find thanksgiving. If you want to find joy. If you want to find gladness and the voice of melody in your heart. You need to look somewhere. And where you need to look, you need to look up in the heavens and you need to look to the earth and this is what you will find. It will all pass away. It will all be gone. But God says as you look at everything that changes, look at people that die, look at everything that's temporary. He says, then remember that what I have is forever. Guys, the reason that we don't find Thanksgiving is we're looking at the temporal. We're not looking at the eternal. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And therefore, he says, he has a light affliction. Why? Because eternity is in view. You know why we're not very thankful? We're not looking at eternity. If you're here this morning and you're not saved by the grace of God, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If you spend forever in hell, you've got nothing to be happy about. You've got nothing to be joyful about. It doesn't matter if you win the lottery, if you get the best Christmas presents in the world, or if you've got the best health, best, best relationships in the world. It doesn't matter what you have. If you don't have anything eternal, you have nothing. Because we all die. Everything passes away. Your house, your car, the people you love, our families, everything passes away. Nations pass away. The very earth itself will pass away. The heavens will even pass away. But God is forever. And what He has for you if you're saved is forever. And whatever my 70 years, guys... Whatever my 70, 80 years, 50 years, I don't know. I may drop dead tomorrow. I have no idea. You may too. But it's nothing. Our life is such a vapor. It appears for a little time. It vanishes. And I'm so, Brother Stark, I'm so worried about this vapor. I'm so worried about this little time. That it robs me of my thanksgiving. It robs me of my joy. It robs me of my melody. And it's just a little time. And outside that is all eternity that awaits for me forever and ever. And I don't consider that. And my heart's not planted on that. And I don't seek things that are above. And so if I will find, if I look to the heavens and the earth that pass away and look to an eternal God, I can find Thanksgiving. You may have Thanksgiving Thursday, but you may not find it. You've got to look for it in the right place.